Okay, what's happening guys? Grace and peace to you. I hope all is well. Welcome back to Live the Life Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys listening and following along. Again, uh, our website for Tamara and I is www.livethelifeministry333.com. Uh, appreciate you guys following along. And again, we pray that you're blessed by this ministry and these podcasts. Um, sent one out a couple days ago. Tamara just had a download from the Holy Spirit, and, and uh, we, we sent one out on Psalm 24. Hope you guys enjoyed that. It was uh, really good, uh, very insightful, uh, very raw. You know, I, I love my wife so much. She's amazing, and she's filled with the Spirit, and uh, yeah, man, that's our whole life is is just wrapped up in, in our love for Jesus Christ, you know, that He comes first in our life, and everything in our life revolves around Him and our relationship with Him, and it's just such an amazing place to be. It doesn't mean we're shielded from, you know, you know, it's the worldly stuff and marriage stuff from time to time, you know, we're, we're people, and I mean, I'll speak for myself. I get selfish sometimes and get in my own little pity parties, you know, and stuff like that causes issues. So, you know, we're learning and growing and able to to communicate uh, these things uh, better and more transparently, you know, and basically make it more like Christ, right? I mean, Jesus could just walk on the scene and just look at you and everything. The atmosphere changes, and that's how it's supposed to be for us. Amen? So anyway, I think... Uh, this podcast, we may end this, I, we could talk about living a resurrected life uh, for the rest of our life, but I think uh, we'll end this series today um, is uh, Acts 8, and I don't know if I'm going to continue on with Acts 8, I may, I, usually these things are birthed through through prayer, uh, contemplative prayer, you know, quiet time with the Lord, um, and He will speak uh, through a vision or through a word, and you know, that's kind of how these uh, podcasts come out. Sometimes they're in a series, sometimes they're random. Um, but it's always what, I guess, what I feel in my spirit that the Holy Spirit is wanting to share with, with all of you guys. So um, anyway, so I think this is episode uh, six uh, in this series. Um, I'm going to call, call this message, I, I don't know, Holy Spirit comfort, spiritual comfort, the God of all comfort. Uh, just has to do with with comfort and um, so just to recap again you know we, we've been talking about living a resurrected life in Christ and what that means to us and and who Christ was and right this goes back to Easter right resurrection day uh, why Christ came the fact that he died and he rose again and uh, walked the earth and ascended to heaven and he's always been the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end the prime over everything creator of everything and that's why we follow him. That's the relationship that we have. And so we talked about what it looks like for us. And then the, the Lord highlighted uh, the book of Acts, right? I, he's like, just go to the book of Acts and just see how the church started. And, and let's see what happened once Jesus ascended to heaven, right? So we've been walking along with the disciples who became apostles, which are church builders, you know, in that moment when Jesus ascended to heaven and uh, the Holy Spirit fell upon them with tongues of fire, right? And then Peter gave his first sermon 
which again, his sermons are basically a dissertation of the truth of Jesus Christ and who he is and what truly happened. He didn't add or subtract anything as he and his messages were all the same. You know, we're, we're up into chapter eight and today we're going to learn that Stephen speaks the same message. It's just reiterating the history, you know, of, of Israel, uh, of creation, of God, of God's promises, of, of the Israelites' response to God and Basically, that's what their sermons are full of, the, the reality of who Jesus uh, was and is, uh, what they did to him, and uh, the fact that he's loving and forgives them and offers repentance at the end of every every message. So as we've been tra tracking through this, it's pretty cool. We did silver and gold I do not have. And, you know, that's the reality that we, we feel we may uh, be lacking. We don't have what people need. You know, we think of monetary things to help people with. But the reality is, you know, when we learned, you know, Peter and, and John, you know, told the, the beggar, you know, hey, uh, silver and gold we do not have, but what we do have we give you, right? Now now get gr grab your mat, get up and walk, right? And the guy was healed. And, um, you know, so we have the kingdom living inside of us. We have Jesus Christ. So, the most important thing we can offer people is eternal life in heaven forever. That's what God wants. He wants all of his children to be with him in heaven. Uh, that's our job here on earth. That's our purpose, all of us, to advance the kingdom of God through love and compassion, being like Jesus, not formulating our own ways to do this, but just being like Jesus. Amen. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, living in the third person also I thought was pretty cool. This introduced another aspect of the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit's been around since the beginning of the Bible, um, you know, spoke in different ways. Uh, the Lord would even appear uh, at times to people. He would, he would appear in, as, as a burning bush. He would, you know, which um, I'm not going to read this whole chapter seven. It's very, very, very long. Uh, but Holy Spirit's been around, right? forever but this aspect started with the the story of Ananias and Sapphira and it touched on the reality that that we do not lie to the Holy Spirit you know they lied to the Holy Spirit and uh, and they died instantly uh, crazy story but the reality is the Holy Spirit lives inside of us so we can't lie like the Holy Spirit and Jesus know every thought every look everything we hear everything we want to say everything in our heart Whatever we think we're hiding from the people around us, we're not hiding because if you're lying and hiding from people, you're lying to the Holy Spirit, right? So there's this reality of, of transparency and honesty, and, and that matters to God, and it should matter to us. You know, it was a hardcore example. Uh, we also learned about praying before you do things, right? And uh, talking about you know, Peter and John in prison, and, uh, and all the prayers going out and the angels open the doors of the prison and let them out, right? So we can pray into the atmosphere, you know, wherever we're going, what event we're going to, uh, what meeting we have, whatever, you know, if hard things are going on in our life, financial issue, whatever it is, man, we can pray ahead of that. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. He is our counselor, right? He defends us and uh, we, can, we can do that. So we learned about that. And then towards the end, we saw you know, the introduction of, of, of the seven is the church was growing and Peter and John couldn't take care of all the people. They, the Holy Spirit highlighted for them to choose seven, uh, one of those seven. And this was to help with making sure everybody was fed and had clothing and had, you know, substance, right? And uh, all that, a roof over their head. 
So Stephen was one of these cats, right? So at the end of six, Stephen, so full of faith in the Holy Spirit's power, you know, he's, he was doing miracles also. And he started to preach the gospel, giving the same message, and uh, really upset the Sanhedrin. Again, religious, man. Religion is no good, man. Jesus hated religion. God hates religion. It's all about relationship with God, right? Um, I'm not saying church is bad. I'm just saying religion is man's attempt to understand what God's trying to say. And as we saw throughout history, they killed people. As we're going to read about today, they killed all the prophets <laughs> that were telling them about Jesus coming. They didn't like what they were hearing, so they kill them. You know what I mean? It's just, it's sad. And these were the God's chosen people because they were religious and they thought that the law and Moses and all that was it. And they were wrong. You know, they never accepted the Holy Spirit. Um, and a lot of churches nowadays do that, you know, with structure. And it, it's hard to navigate, man, as churches grow. And, and you have to have structure um, and leadership, you know. Um, but the reality is it's all about Jesus. And uh, there's no memberships. There's none of that. And it's not about being a believer. It's about being a follower of Jesus Christ. Because, again, even Satan and all of his demons believe in Jesus Christ, right? So to say you're a believer but have no fruit in your life is, it's sad, really. You know, we're missing the boat. And uh, I say that for myself and even my wife. We were talking about that the other day. We know some young adults that are just on fire for Jesus, you know, in their early 20s, right? And and we, we knew the Lord or we were believers. Or I'll speak for myself. I was a believer, but I was not a follower when I was in my early 20s. I was a Sunday Christian, weekday devil. You know, I went to church, I checked the box, I enjoyed it, but uh, had no fruit in my life. I, I wasn't going deeper. I didn't know Jesus at all. I just received him through a prayer, which, you know, again, kept my, started my roots growing, but I, we missed out on, you know, I don't know, 10 years of you know, intimate relationship with the Lord, which is a bummer. So that's why I say if we're not, you know, bearing fruit, we're missing out. You know what I mean? We're missing out from God's best and all that he has and all that he wants in our life that comes through intimacy with him and relationship. Amen. All right. So today's message, I'm already 10 minutes in on my intro. This is Acts chapter seven. So again, I'm going to just paraphrase this, you know, so Stephen was arrested and, uh, Acts 7 starts out, says, Then the high priest asked him, Are these accusations true? Because in verse uh, in Acts 6, uh, the Sanhedrin was so upset, and there was nothing they could do uh, to Stephen. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. There was nothing they could say or nothing they could do. So they, they, they came up with an evil plan, and they paid people to lie about Stephen and what he was doing. And uh, what they accused him of was... Uh, Constantly speaking against the temple and speaking against the law of Moses, um, which upset everybody, right? They were all about Moses and the Ten Commandments and this Messiah's coming and, you know what I mean? And, and Stephen's reminding him, he, he did come and he was here and you guys didn't believe in him, right? So all these accusations came against him. And they asked him that, are these accusations true? And he gave a very uh, lengthy reply. And again, this just... Basically, he goes through an Old Testament dissertation, right? The scriptures were available at that time. Everybody knew the scriptures very, very well. And they, they talk about Abraham all the way up to Solomon 
is about where um, he ends his uh, his dissertation and then uh, highlighting on Moses because that's who they were accusing him of, right? But as he goes through, and again, in regard to the Holy Spirit and comfort, you know, uh, there is a key verse that we're going to read, and and it's it's Acts seven fifty nine and sixty, and and it says the verse says, and as the murderous stones came hurling at him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, and he fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he fell asleep. Um, so this beautiful thing of comfort. Obviously, I gave away the end of the story. Stephen gets stoned for. Uh, his dissertation here, his sermon. Um, but he highlights Abraham. He highlights how Israel was chosen. He highlights how uh, our fathers of faith, Abraham, right? The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, how they followed the Lord. Sometimes even when there was no blessing that come with it, sometimes they didn't see the blessing, but they were just faithful. And then it starts talking about, you know, the Sanhedrin as they started gaining steam against you know, their view, what they thought the Ten Commandments meant, which all they meant was love God and love others. The first five are about loving God, and the second five commandments are basically a byproduct of loving God, and it's our view of humanity and how to live this life. They were very simple, but religion got in the way and took it for their own, you know, uh, goodness, and look at us, and we're better than you, and you better follow or you're going to die, and all this stuff that again man's attempt to please God we can't we can't do that you know God sent Jesus to do that he 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 wiped out all sin man we have direct access to God there's nothing we can do to gain or lose his love right he's just yearning for relationship he's yearning for us to love him and if we do we become transformed we start viewing everything differently um uh, in this world so he talks about Jacob. Again, he talks about Joseph. He talks about David. Um, and then he ultimately gets gets to Moses and uh, lets them know that, that you guys didn't even believe in Moses. Right? I mean, once Moses, you know, left and uh, when, when he went to see his own people and, you know, I don't know if it was accidentally, but he killed an Egyptian Um the Israelites' view of Moses changed, right? So here they are trying to defend the law of Moses, yet they excommunicated Moses and uh, hated Moses, <laughs> didn't like following Moses, kept worshiping idols, right? They just continued on and on and on in this redundant story. Um, so he turns it up as he's talking about Moses, and then he talks about, uh, temples, right? And he says, uh, this is in verse 46, God blessed David greatly and David asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was actually Solomon who actually ended up building this, this temple for God. He goes on to say, however, God does not live in temples made by human hands, right? God lives inside of us. We are God's temple and uh, we are temples on the go, advancing the kingdom. He says, the heaven is my throne, says the Lord, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of home could you build me, asked the Lord. Would I stay in it? Didn't I make both heaven and earth? You know, a beautiful reality of, you know what I mean, preparing our, living a life that is worthy of 
of the Lord. Honoring him for who he is, the creator of everything, our mighty king. You know, there's the fear, the awe and reverence of who he is, but he's also our loving father. Uh, he has the nurturing side of, of a mother. You know, he cares for us and he has unconditional love for us, you know. Stephen goes on to say, you stiff-necked heathen, must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? But your fathers did, and so do you. Just reminding them of their history and what they're still doing. You know, name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah whom you betrayed and murdered. Yes, you deliberately destroyed God's, God's laws, though you received them from the hands of angels. What a beautiful sentence, though you receive them from the hands of angels. That's what the word of God is, people. This is God's breath breathed onto paper. Um, the people that wrote the Bible and put this, this Bible together were uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, even uh, reading this, the hands of angels could have helped assist in writing this book. Um yeah, men wrote it, um, but they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Every word of this book is true. You cannot deny anything in it. It is the truth. And uh, if you don't understand it, then, then study it more. and Further your education in the Word of God and, and really get to understand the Holy Spirit and these words, man, that are living and active in our life. So beautiful, though you receive them from the hands of angels. Then they were just so angry. Uh, they gnashed their teeth, it said. Gnashing of teeth is described as, as what's going to happen to people who don't receive the Lord, they don't believe or follow Him. Or even on the final day, I would say more importantly, when they're standing before Him and they still deny Him and they go to hell forever, uh, there's gnashing of teeth. Okay, Basically, you're in pain, uh, torment, you're in for eternity. So those are the only only two choices, by the way. When this life ends here, you 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 live eternally in hell or you live eternally in heaven. Uh, so pretty simple choice. I don't understand really why people don't follow the Lord, man. I, I really don't. <laughs> those are the two choices, you know. But by His grace, everybody will get an opportunity to meet Him. And make that choice. So a gnashing of teeth is described by these religious leaders. Um, again, that's the danger of religion. And uh, and you can see it. And we're seeing the effects of it here where we're at. You know, here in Utah, a lot of broken people that are bashed over the head with religion. Don't do this, don't do that. As they go and do those things behind the scenes. And they, they break up their families. They excommunicate their families. They, you know. And that's not just Mormonism. That's I've seen it with Catholics. I've seen it with Christians. I've seen it, you know what I mean? Fill in the blank. Um, if you don't believe, uh, you get excommunicated. And uh, that's why we're just called to be followers of Jesus. And, you know, share share what he's done in our life. Share his love with others. If, if they don't receive, that's on them. It's not on us. And it's not on us to convert and to, you know, to... Yeah, I mean, just try to convert people. We're, we're just here to introduce people to Jesus, man, that, that they would have a relationship. So with no strings attached, you know, no strings attached. So 
again, they're gnashing their teeth, they're angry, and then they start to stone him. And um, they're stoning him and stoning him and stoning him. And uh, again, I believe this is where the God of all comfort comes in. The Holy Spirit is the great comforter. As the murderous stones continued hurling at him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, please don't charge them with their sin. Doesn't that, that sounded just like Jesus, right? Forgive these people when, when he was on the cross, for they know not what they do. Stephen says the same thing. And then he falls asleep. And I believe that Stephen felt no pain. I believe he didn't feel those rocks hitting him. Uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is our comforter. I've shared this with people, you know, who've had loss. I shared last night about my dad. And I know my dad felt no pain. You know what I mean? I believe the Holy Spirit comforted him and, and then took him to heaven. And uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, helpful uh, reality to understand that, you know, we see some hard things, man. This, this, this earthly shell we live in and this broken, fallen world and the sick diseases that, that do cause pain and torment in people. Um, but ultimately, uh, the time we spend with them and then knowing that, that uh, ultimately they're comforted and that, that pain is gone. And especially in this type of an act where it's uncontrolled act, an outside force, a car accident, or something like that, I just want to encourage you guys that the Holy Spirit uh, snatches you up. You know, children, I believe, you know, this the horrific act that happened here in Uvalde that that the Holy Spirit took those children. They did not feel any pain. They, they were taken. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing. Amen. So he is a God of all comfort um, for everything that we're going through. Not just these end of days where we lose people, but in our day-to-day, -day, for our emotional things and things that happen to us. Um, he is the God of all comfort. Amen. God bless you guys.